Welcome to your new favorite podcast, Pocket Full of Mojo, where you're you and I'm Steph, and we tune in here to tap into some mojo. Each and every episode you hear is made with love and good intention to share with you some delicious nuggets of inspiration and insights with some wit and wisdom to help you stay connected to your very best mojo. In today's episode, we're going to start at the top. I'm going to dig into some definitions of mojo, mantras, and I don't know, maybe introduce myself a little. And I'm going to tell you why listening to this podcast is going to be your new favorite thing. Hey, look, I know you've got a gazillion pods to choose from, and my heart bursts with gratitude that you're here. So you stick around and I'll make sure you're glad you did. Let's get started with today's mantra and get tuned in, tapped in, and turned on. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Pocketful of Mojo. I'm Steph. I'm your hostess and Mojo Maven, and I'm so glad you're here. And I love that outfit. You're looking fabulous today, my friend. So today's mantra is, whoa, 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 hold up. What's a mantra? Let's maybe start there. But first, a lesson I got from my grade nine volleyball coach, practice does not make perfect, perfect practice makes perfect. So let's get this right. A mantra is a sacred utterance. That's right. Words are power and you, my friend, are so powerful. And whatever your dogma, it is somewhat universally believed that when we use our words, we give them power. And when repeated frequently and deliberately, they work their way into our truth. And guess what? They have power even when we're not deliberate. So stop talking shit about yourself, okay? So without going too far down that rabbit hole, let's save some for the future podcast and dig into today's mantra. Here's how this is going to go down. I've got this I am widget on my phone that feeds me mantras and affirmations throughout my day. And what I want to do with this podcast is pull up one rando mantra while I'm taping and we're going to unpack the mantra together. And then I can riff and share with you my genuine in the moment reaction. Maybe share a story or set an intention on how we can use it that day. We want to keep it real. And then we can dig into the podcast. Sound cool? Fabulous. And if it's not jiving, then we'll do something different because it's my podcast and I can do what I want. So now for today's mantra, it is drumroll, please. My feelings are an important part of me. Okay, so for some reason, I really want to say my feelings. And you know what? It's kind of what sets us apart. And feelings are a central reason why I'm here. It is important to have a good relationship with all your feelings. My feelings are an important part of me. A couple years ago, I had all kinds of feelings, and I had a lot of them, and I did not feel good. 
But when I let myself truly feel them and allow them to be and not judge them as good or bad, but really love them as a part of me, it completely changed my life. My feelings are an important part of me. I started Mojo Mastery so that you could have a friend to talk to, someone in your life that you can talk about feelings with, and also to help you have a good relationship with your feelings, all of them. My feelings are an important part of me. We are, at our essence, energetic beings living a physical experience. And there's a lot we have to figure out while we're here. And when we have a great relationship with our feelings, we have more resiliency, more capacity for love, and best of all, more love for number one. That's you. My feelings are an important part of me. An important note is that feelings are not facts, my friends. They do give us clues as to what's up with the whole human experience that we're dealing with, but we also have brains. (laughs) And that allows us to take a breath, step back, and evaluate where we are, how we got here, and where we want to go. And we can do that any time. My feelings are an important part of me. Notice how it's not the most important part of me, or the best part of me, or the worst part of me, or the only part of me. We are complex, and we deserve some grace. My feelings are an important part of me. So what do we know? We know that mojo is that magical charm that we have when all our cylinders are firing. And we know that mantras can help us tap into and connect with whatever part of ourselves we want to align with in that moment. And one more tool in the tool belt. Sitting with a mantra for a minute in your day can be a game changer, a mood booster, a conflict avoider. It has many, many applications. And as with everything in this podcast, I want you to take what resonates with you and just leave the rest. No need to resist anything. Just go with what feels right for you. That's all part of developing a better relationship with yourself. Mantras and affirmations have been around forever. But for me, they took the spotlight a couple years ago, right after my mom died. You see, my mom was my hero. And in all the ways someone can be, she occupied an enormous place in my life and in my heart. And the day she died, she went for coffee with her best friend. She did the crossword. She made meatloaf for dinner and was feeling tired. So she took a nap and then she didn't wake up. And as tragic and as heartbreaking as that is, I have to tell you, I took great comfort in knowing how peacefully she died. And I think if I asked 100 people on the street how they want to go, the majority of them would probably describe something similar. So having said that, I was halfway around the world living in France and got completely shattered by this news. The world ceased to make any sense, and I just didn't understand a world without her in it. And I had to start figuring out fast how I was going to find my place. One thing I did know was that my head was a mess. Scrambled thoughts. The thousand-yard stare was my specialty. And just struggling to wrap my head around the idea that she was gone. I knew I needed help. And that, in that moment, I did not have the capacity to pull myself out of this ocean of grief. And friends, 
One simple act helped me reprogram my very scrambled brain. Turns out there's an app for that. And it was flooding my brain with positive, affirming, healing affirmations. It's an app called I Am, and it's on my phone, and I'm not a sponsor or anything like that. But it gave me this regular messages of positivity, perspective, and I swear every time my phone chimed, I would turn my attention towards these messages, finally using my phone for good and not evil. And these words of healing and positivity and truth just kicked out the doomsday, the fear, and the loss-driven thoughts right out of my head. They were simply visitors. They had the right to be there, but not to stay. And these good thoughts, those were the ones that got the permanent resonance. So look, it was no overnight operation, but I remember at the end of that first year of grief, looking back and seeing how far I had come in processing all of it. Well, I had geographically come a long way because I moved back to Canada to be with my family. And I had emotionally come a long way because I gave myself permission to feel my way through the grief. It felt bad. I let myself feel bad. And if I wanted to cry, I cried. If I wanted to do nothing, I did absolutely nothing. I'm presenting these to you as my victories because if you're anything like me, you have a lot of shoulds in your life. I used to do what I thought was right by an external definition. There's a lot of pressure to get over it or just move on or heal on your own time. So I did. I took all the time and I felt all the feelings. I didn't get over it. I went through it. I am coming to you from the other side so much stronger with so much more clarity and getting stronger every damn day. So all that and so much more has led me here to you. I know we don't all have friends that we can talk feelings with. I come from a very waspy family, so talking about our feelings is uh, not something I learned at home. Self-taught, right here. And we don't all have friends we can get deep with. So, I got you. And so, I want all things Mojo Mastery to be that place where you can come to feel seen, to feel understood, and more importantly, feel empowered to use all the power that you already have inside of you to get through absolutely anything that comes your way. Grief, depression, limiting beliefs, low self-esteem, imposter syndrome, self-neglect, these are all enemies of the human experience. And they are realities all the same. So I want to create a space for us to come together to share in our experience, to get stronger together, to offset the hardships of life with light and love and some killer mojo. So wherever you are on your path through this crazy human experience, I invite you to stick around and make some space for yourself as we wade through all the feelings as we go. We'll figure it out together. On the topic of feelings, I wanted to step away from my own personal jam for a bit and talk about people pleasers. It's a thing and something that used to absolutely be my operating system. 
Now I like to say that I'm a recovering people pleaser, but it's true that tests come up all the time and unraveling this part of me that feels hardwired is definitely a process to say the least. In my research, I found that there's a lot of different ways that this shows up in life, and I hope to use this podcast to tackle a lot of the insights that I've gleaned from digging into this topic. So this may resonate with you. If you're feeling like your decisions run through a filter first that sounds like, is this okay with everyone? Or how will this impact other people? So this can happen on multiple levels of your consciousness. So if your inclinations to please others is getting in the way of showing the world your best stuff, then you're in the right place. If you feel like you're stuck and wanting to move forward with some of those goals that haven't been collecting dusts, then this is for you. So today I'm diving deep into a topic that might hit close to home, people-pleaser paralysis. It's like getting caught in a web of pleasing everyone else while your own needs take a backseat. Ew. Gross. We can do better. So fear not. We're about to dig into a mission to break free from the paralysis. And by the end of it, we're going to unleash the incredible, the gorgeous, the authentic you. So let's dig in. So let's unravel people-pleaser paralysis. What is it? So imagine standing at a crossroads, unable to make a move because every direction seems tangled in the expectations of other people. That's the essence of people-pleaser paralysis. It's feeling stuck, unable to prioritize your own needs, and constantly chasing the approval of others. Why does it happen? Well, here's three reasons I came up with. Number one. The approval addiction loop. So people-pleasers often find themselves trapped in a loop of seeking approval, unable to break free. The fear of disappointing others becomes this paralyzing force, keeping you stuck in the cycle of pleasing. So if you're feeling dizzy by the amount of things on your plate, this may be something you face. Coming in at number two, the guilt trip express. Guilt. Oh, sweet guilt. It's an unwelcome, constant companion for those caught in the people-pleaser paralysis. The fear of saying no and disappointing others can leave you feeling glued to a spot, afraid to move. And there's nothing actually express about it. And sweet number three, ignoring your internal compass. Soon to be a thing of the past. People-pleasers often lose touch with their own needs and desires letting outside expectations dictate their choices. It's kind of like having a GPS, but you ignore it and follow someone else's directions who isn't even going to the same place as you and doesn't know how to get there. No one will come and make sure you're on your path. So this is up to us 100%. So let's dig into the consequences of staying stuck. This is what happens if we're not ready to do a bit of changing. Three signs that you're on this paralysis pathway could include the following. So number one, decision dilemmas. Choosing can become an Olympic level event. From what to wear to major life decisions, the fear of making the wrong choice can lead to decision paralysis. So if you're feeling in your head about the small stuff, then there's something bigger trying to get your attention. Bouncing your way to burnout. Constantly bouncing between the needs of others and your own can lead to emotional and physical burnout. It's like playing this never-ending game of emotional ping pong. 
you can't spend energy in two places at once. That's just physics or something. I'm no scientist, but make sure you're filling your batteries first. That's right. I said first. We want to believe that we can do it all. We've been told that, but we don't have to do everything and certainly not all at once. And while I'm all for self-confidence and dismantling limiting beliefs, there's an important adage that I want you to remember. You can do anything, just not everything. And the third sign is the authenticity abyss. So if you ever feel like you're losing touch with your true self, that's people pleaser paralysis. It can push you into this authenticity abyss where your own wants and needs become this distant echo. You might even struggle with being able to list what your wants and needs actually are. And if so, that's okay. Just take a beat, observe how you got here, and commit to taking action and taking time. Time to reflect, time to physically write down whatever comes to mind, and schedule more time to do it again. The world needs you to be you, and we can't wait another minute. Well, that's some great doom and gloom there, Steph. Uh, What the heck are we supposed to do with all this? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'm happy to announce that I'm about to share with you the step-by-step guide to combating people-pleaser paralysis. Step one, be you. Yeah, it's that simple. Begin by reconnecting with your mojo rockin' self. Sit with that version of yourself for a bit. Might take some time, but if you need help, you can journal your thoughts, explore your passions, rediscover what makes your heart sing. It's time to befriend the incredible person that you are so that you can introduce her to the rest of the world. When you find out how awesome you are, you're not going to want to spend time with anybody else. And you'll understand why you're in such high demand. But being the you that serves you has a whole new sparkle and shine to it. Did you know that people see you as more attractive when you're talking about something that you love and inspires you? Isn't that amazing? Nature knows. And that's how we get rewarded for being our very best self. So what better hobby than growing into the amazing person you're capable of being? Step number two, set boundaries, not barriers. So try this. This one was scary for me at first and was a very foreign concept. So boundaries, right? They are your best friends. They are not barriers. This part is about learning when to say no when needed and to communicate your limits with kindness. That was the part that tripped me up. It's like creating this protective bubble that safeguards your well-being and no one will notice if you don't do it but you'll feel a world of difference when you do. And step number three, rewrite the approval script. Just try giving this a shot. Challenge the approval addiction script in your mind. Remind yourself that your worth is not tied to pleasing others. And yes, does not have to be your default setting. It's like switching from an old worn out record to a fresh empowering tune. You are the composer. You know what words feel right. It just takes some practice. You may not get it right every time, but when you do, you've shown yourself some solid and well-deserved respect. Feel free to thank yourself. You deserve it. Step four, cultivate some self-compassion. And this can be an everyday practice. 
Treat yourself with the same compassion that you extend to others. Acknowledge to yourself first and foremost that it's okay to prioritize your needs. And again, no one's going to give you permission to do this, but you get to make that call. What I like to do is at the end of my day, I like to close my eyes and go over my day like it was a movie. I observe my day and I do it with grace and I pull out the moments I'm grateful for. I observe the moments where maybe I could have done better and I think about what I do differently. And I actually go through the act of forgiving myself. And I know that sounds weird, but you'd be surprised at how often we shit on ourselves. So why not show ourselves a little compassion and try that on for size? It won't hurt. It'll fit like a glove. I promise. Which leads perfectly into step five. Celebrate small victories. Remember, every step towards breaking free from people-pleaser paralysis is a victory worth celebrating. Whether it's saying no to something you'd usually agree to or just honoring your own desires, celebrate those wins. And I'll go even further. When you observe or reflect on something that you did wrong, celebrate the fact that you are taking time to reflect. In the bank account of self-compassion, one can never be too rich. So to wrap this all up, these next steps are game changers. The more you put into these tenets, the more you will see your life shift and all that energy you used to give away will come back to you in spades. So what are we going to do? We're going to prioritize self-love is what? Here's an example. So imagine self-love as a daily practice. It's not woo-woo. It's not a regime. It's not a routine. It's not homework. It's just what you do. You live a life filled with activities that bring joy. Maybe it's reading, morning dance parties to get the mojo started, or just having that cup of tea and a little moment of quiet. You are deserving of love, especially from yourself, first from yourself, because who knows you better? Which is why I'm going to list a bunch of things for you to do. You already know what those things are. I'm just here to remind you to do those things. Next, we're going to embrace our beautiful, our gorgeous imperfections. That's right, because perfection is what? An illusion. Perfection? It's an illusion. Embrace your imperfections. In fact, we're going to change what word we use there, because they're not imperfections. They're your trademark. They're your secret ingredient. They're your secret spice. That's right. We're rebranding. What used to be a flaw is now a highlight. So lean into it. It's what makes you you. And nobody does you like you. So strut. So my dear Mojo Master, it's time to break free from the web of people-pleaser paralysis. This part of the path is about reclaiming your authenticity, setting those boundaries, and building a loving relationship with the incredible person that you are. Are you ready to embark on this transformative adventure? I say yay, you've got this. And with that, Mojarinos, I will leave you to go take on the world as your best gorgeous self. So if you're hearing me for the first time, welcome you gorgeous human. I'm Steph and it's been really nice to meet you. So if this is your jam, you can get even more of this good stuff, starting with my Mojo Reboot one-pager game changer. I'm just going to call it what it is. And you can get that on my Instagram page. I've got a link tree with a whole bunch of tips, tricks, treats, and all fun things. 
because I want to be here to bring you all the love right to your inbox, right to your Instagram, right to your podcast, you know, wherever you want to find it. But you should really get that email. It's the best part. And from there, you'll be signed up for my weekly magazine that will bring you all the love and the joy right to your inbox. I know, email that you actually want to open. That is my mission. And just ask my subscribers. It's their favorite email every week. So you can check the links in my show notes and snoop around. Check out the cute journals or even sign up for the seven-day mojo makeover. And you'll probably have the best week of your life. No jokes. But before I go, I want you to remember, your feelings are an important part of you. Feelings are your BFF. Consider your feelings like your trusty sidekicks. Always there, always valid. And together, you and your emotions are an unstoppable duo creating this journey. Be sure to tune into the next episode where we're going to dig into how to put ourselves back in top spot, focus on our own personal development, and examine the adage, if you're green, you grow, and if you're ripe, you rot. So until next time, stay awesome. And with that, I definitely wish you a magical day. Peace, love, and mojo. Toodaloo, kangaroo. Mwah. Thank you.